الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك على الأشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أما بعد الحمد لله we have reached uh, the next part we wish to discuss from the text شرح السنة by Imam Babahari رحمه الله and it's pertaining to the Sirat, the discussion on the Sirat. And we'll begin with the, as we generally do, the reading of the Arabic and then the English. The Arabic, Khalas, Ahlam, Muhammad, Tadr. You know, yeah? والإمام بالصراع قال المعلش رحمه الله والإمام بالصراع على على جهنم يأخذ الصراع يأخذ الصراع يأخذ الصراع من شاء من شاء الله ما شاء الله من شاء الله ويجوز من شاء الله من شاء الله يسقط في في جهنم من شاء من شاء من شاء الله and the English they will have light in proportion to their iman. And so, the discussion around the Sarat, we touched upon it uh, briefly last week due to the connection of the Sarat and the Shafa'a. And what is the connection between the two? <coughs> connection between the, the Sarat and intercession, as we discussed last week. What's the connection? Now, the intercession for those that will pass over the Salat. It's an intercession that will occur for those that will pass over the Salat. And <clears throat> the word Salat itself, the word Salat itself, linguistically refers to يعني, a tariq, a path. It refers to Salat al-Mustaqim, the straight path. And so, was understood يعني, linguistically when we, refer, when we refer to the word sirat, then referring to a particular path. As for the sirat and its intent to hear, then it's referring to a specific bridge that is found over the Jahannam. <coughs> a specific bridge over the Jahannam. And it's very, and it's a, it's a very slight in size, in the fin. And as for the ibad, the individuals that traverse over that particular bridge, then their passing over the bridge is dependent upon the aman. 
they're passing over the bridge, it's dependent upon the amount. <clears throat> so you have those that will traverse upon it as quick as I can see, as they say. Or those at the speed of lightning, or those that will traverse upon it just walking. Those that will call upon it. And those that will not end up crossing in the first place, end up falling into the fire. And end up falling into the fire. And so, what we understand from this is that this is an inevitability. And this is something that will occur for all of the ibad. And that the individual will cross over the bridge, as we mentioned, dependent upon their A'mal. And this is something, as we mentioned, is inevitability. It's allowed to Allah states, وَإِن مِنْكُمْ إِلَّا وَارِدُهَا كَانَ عَلَى رَبِّكَ حَتْمًا مَقَدِيًّا Allah Ta'ala mentions that indeed you will traverse upon it there will be none from you except that you will traverse upon this path, upon that bridge. And that it has been ordained by your Lord and, and thus it will be accomplished. Right? Thus it will occur. And so, when Allah Ta'ala states, And there will be none from you that will accept that you will traverse over it. Then this is comprehensive and it's inclusive of the mu'minun, the believers the kuffar the munafiqun and all of these individuals will pass over that particular bridge and whoever is saved man minhu jannah and whoever is saved in that regard will enter jannah وَمَنْ سَقَتْ مِنْهُ حَلَكَ And so whoever falls from it, then they are destroyed. Like that destruction referring to the ultimate destruction of Jahannam. As Allah Ta'ala states, ثُمَّ نُنْجِ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ And then we will save those that adhere to taqwa will save those those individuals that truly fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so a najah salvation can only come about we understand from this ayah that salvation can only come about by way of taqwa salvation can only come about by way of taqwa and we've discussed this about taqwa previously. Taqwa, <clears throat> which is derived from a particular form, a linguistically, a particular type of footwear. A particular type of footwear, linguistically, that protects your foot from the, yeah, the elements and the heat. And whilst taqwa, shara'an, is the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ibadah of Allah whilst fearing Him. And essentially it's a protection 
from falling into the muharramat. And the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised with this affair of taqwa yani fi kulli makan wa zaman. When he stated, yani taqallaha haytha ma'kunt. Fear Allah wherever you may be. Shaykh Ubaid, rahimahullah, he mentioned in relation to this particular statement of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Taqallaha haytha ma'kunt. Fear Allah wherever you may be. Yani this is a command. وَمَعْنَاهُ لَازِمُ التَّقْوَى فِي كُلِّ مَكَانُ وَزَمَنُ I adhere to taqwa in every time and every place. Adhere to taqwa in every time and every place. And so thus, <coughs> what is mentioned here by way of taqwa is that this, the direct result of that, is salvation. And the salvation we're discussing here is the salvation from yeah, the hellfire and the salvation when traversing over that bridge by the Sarat. And so, Sheikh <coughs> Fawzan goes on to mention, Layanji, Quwwat al Badan. So, the one that has physical strength, this does not now mean that he's going to be saved. So, because he's physically stronger, he's able to, to traverse over that, that bridge easier. So it's not about physical strength. Nor the individual that has much wealth. He cannot pay his way across any financially. And nor a person having a significant position. So a person cannot say that I am fulan yeah, of nobility, or I'm the king of this land, or I have this particular position, none of this will avail him. Nothing will avail him and nothing will save him except for the taqwa of Allah. Nothing will save him except for the taqwa of Allah. And thus, this is what is mentioned within the ayah. Likewise, <clears throat> you have the, the narrations that mention the manner in the people to which the people traverse upon Nasrat. And so, Sheikh Ibn Fawzan goes on to mention, وَلَا يَكْفِي الْإِمَانِ بِذَلِكَ بَلْ لَا مِنَ الْعَمَلِ It's not sufficient that a person says they believe in it. Rather, it's a must that they act upon it as well. They believe they have, they have the i'tiqad, the, the correct creed in relation to the sarat, and its existence. That if you believe in its existence, you must act accordingly. I act accordingly, seeking to be from those that traverse upon it at great speed. And Allah Ta'ala mentions in relation to them. ثم نلج الذين اتقوا ونذروا الظالمين فيها جثيه. And we will save those that adhere to taqwa, those that fear Allah. Whilst as for the ظالمين, we will cause them to enter and fall into it 
upon their knees. Yani in relation to the affair of these individuals <coughs> that will fall into the fire, we have the Billah. They will fall into it in a manner. They'll fall into it in a, in a manner which is in accordance with their zulm, their oppression, their transgression. A manner which is one of humiliation, we have the Billah. Falling upon their knees. And as for Ahlul Iman, Falahum Noor. They have Noor, they have light. Yamshuna Bihi. And we understand from this that this is a clear indication and a clear yani, differentiation between Ahlul Iman and Ahlul Kufr. That the people of Iman will be apparent and known. Whilst the people of Kufr will not have the same light. Allah's Adam's best. Have fun. This is with these ayat here. Have someone read them for me, inshallah. Uh we have the ayat in Surah Al-Hadith, uh, 13 to 15, sorry, 14 and 15. Now, uh, now. Father. <coughs> You have the translation of you? No, it's Father Reza's translation. Their light will run forward before And the next ayah was Tahrir. So in relation to this, this ayat here, there's <coughs> a clear indication, as we mentioned, the reality of the mu'mineen, yawm al-qiyamah. That they'll be known and they'll be, they'll be indicative by way of their light. Naam, tayyib. And then we have the surah, uh, the ayat surah al-hadith, uh, ayat 12 in surah al-hadith, fadr. With the ayahs, what is No, sahih. Sahih, afwan. Uh, and ayah 13. Which 
يوم يقول المنافقون والمنافقات يوم يقول المنافقون والمنافقات للذين آمنوا انظرونا نعم تفضل عيد الدي المنافقون والمنافقات وسيد هو the believers نعم انظروا نعم wait for us why because this is indicative again of how the believers will traverse upon the path they will traverse upon the path before the monarchy and they will be before, behind them as I mentioned before that the manner in which they traverse upon that path the manner in which they traverse upon that path is based upon and dependent upon the amal in the dunya. And so no doubt, the reality of the munafiqeen and their dhul will become apparent on that day where they'll be left behind by the believers. And they have nothing left to say except for unzuruna, yani wait for us. We are the believers. Naam, tafadal. At the end of those ayat, please. So this is in relation to the Masir and the manner in which the believers will traverse and the disbelievers within these ayat referring to the Munafiqeen and Munafiqat the hypocrites from amongst the men and amongst the women and so Iman in of itself will become apparent by way of the Nur Iman in of itself Yawm Al-Qiyamah will be clear and manifest by way of that light. And <clears throat> it doesn't matter, and it's, it's, not, it's, not, uh, it's not dependent about wherever they go. And the people of Iman, wherever they go, it's not, it's not, it does not matter. Rather, the light will still be apparent. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. 
Now, we go on to the next part. It's Iman. Tfadal Mahmoud. So that's after that we have the belief in the Anbiya and Malaika. So Baba Hari mentions after that the Iman in the prophets and the, yeah, the angels. And this is from the Usul al-Iman. But the foundations of Iman is believing in them. Not only that, it's from the Arkan of Iman. As is mentioned in the Hadith of Jibreel, the Mashhur, where Jibreel asks the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Akhbirni, and al-Iman. <coughs> Inform me of Iman. Call Iman and talk me of Billahi. Or Malaikati will call to be a Rusuli. Or Yomil Akhir will talk me of Bikadri Khairi Shari. And so the Nabi mentions in response that Iman is to believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, the final day. And to believe in the Qadr, the pre-decree, the good of it and the bad. And thus, with this as well, we understand that it's a fair of Iman in the relationship to the Malaika and the Anbiya are from the Usul of our deen. And that's when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions these arqan al-Iman, he mentions them alongside the arqan of Islam. So when he was asked about the arqan of Islam, he sallallahu alayhi wa described them by way of the actions of the ibad, by actions. Yani the, the shahada, salah, zakah, the fasting, the hajj. And then when he mentioned Iman, within the same discussion, he mentions يعني, the Etikadu Kulub, and what the believer must believe within their hearts. In Iman, in relation to Allah, the angels, <coughs> the books, the messengers, the final day, and the Qadr. And so here, Baba Hari mentions, and he begins by mentioning Iman, in relation to the prophets and the Malaika. As for Iman in relation to the Malaika, then you have the Iman which is general and Iman which is specific. And the Iman in relation to them which is general and the Iman which is specific. And so the belief in relation to the Malaika is that we believe that they are from the Alam al-Ghayb. They're from the unseen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them from light. From light. So Allah ta'ala created the malaika from light. And that 
whilst he created them from light, he created the jinn from nah, from fire. And he created mankind from teen. And so, with this we understand, I the particular, the in relations to Malaika. As for some of the specifics, as for some of the specifics in relations to Malaika, then, <coughs> from the things that are discussed, <coughs> is the hikmah. And what is the hikmah behind the creation? And in the source, the texts indicate that the hikmah of the creation, as mentioned, or as it's the same for the, for the jinn wal ins, the reason for their creation is for the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when it comes to the ibadah of the malaika, then it's of different types. You have the ibadah, which is mahda, yani the clear and apparent ibadah. Mithalan, where they perform the tasbih, or the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or where the malaika perform the ruku' Naam, this is clear, ibadah. Then you have the ibadah by way of their a'mal. The actions that they perform and their ta'ah of Allah, their obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That they are given responsibility for particular actions. They are given responsibility for particular actions within the heavens and the earth. And they perform these actions ta'abudan lillah wa ta'atan lah. They perform these actions as actions of, as actions of ibadah, as well as ta'ah. They perform these actions as actions of yani, obedience to Allah Ta'ala. And so thus, with that, all of that is regarded as being ibadah, and from the ibadah. And a clear indication, a clear indication of their, the reason behind their creation, and the hikmah. Behind their creation. And so it's the same. They're created for the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter, there's a discussion as well regarding the number, the adad. And the number of the malaika is a number that is unknown. And has not been, has not been uh, accounted for and the number is not known except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the number of the malaika as Allah ta'ala states وَمَا يَعْلَمُ جُنُودَهُ وَمَا لَأَمْ جُنُودَ رَبَّكَ إِلَّهُ and the number or the junood Referring to the malaika of your Lord are not known except by way of Him. Except for Him. However, whilst the number is unknown, whilst the exact number is unknown, 
and only Allah Ta'ala has knowledge of the exact number, we know that they are plentiful in number. They have kathratul adad. And this is due to the hadith, or from the proofs of the hadith, which is found in Sahih Bukhari, in which it mentions the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu and him seeing the Bayt Ma'mur and then he asks Jibreel about it alayhi salatu salam and he mentions to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam هذا Bayt Ma'mur this is the Bayt Ma'mur يصلي فيه كل يوم سبعون ألف ملك Within this Bayt Ma'mur, 70,000, every day, 70,000 angels pray at it. إِذَا خَرَجُوا لَمْ يَعُودُوا إِلَيْهِ And once they leave, they don't return to it. Meaning every day there's different 70,000. And so within this narration itself is an indication that the Malaika the number of the malaika are many. And the malaika in their number are many. Likewise as well, we understand from the, the etiqad and the belief in relation to the malaika is that <coughs> they are great in size. So they are great in science. Yani referred to as Yani Dokhma. So you have you have in the Arabic language the word kabir. This is yani big. But you have dakhm, something refers as dakhm is even greater, even bigger than that. And so this is the word generally used when describing the size of the malaika in the dakhm. And a proof for that is the statement of Allah Ta'ala where he states, Ya you ladina amunu Ku anfuzukum ahlikum nara wa kuduha nasa wal hijara Alayha malaikata ghiladu shidadun la ya'soon Allah ma amaruhum wa yaf'aluna ma yu'maroon And so Allah Ta'ala he states, Oh you believe Save yourselves and your family from the fire. In which his fuel is men and stones. Upon them are the malaika. By holding the ropes of it. Who are stern and firm. And they do not. They are stern and severe and they do not. Disobey Allah and that which they've been commanded. Rather, they do that which they've been commanded with. And so, in relation to this ayah and its indication of the size of the malaika, Ibn Kathir he mentions that they are stern within their hearts. 
and severe in relation to the abdan, their actual bodies, their physical bodies. And that they have the strength to the extent that the fire which burns the iron and the stones does not harm them, does not bring them harm. And so this is what is mentioned in relation to uh, the size of them. The final thing to mention as well is in relation to yani, their wings. In relation to the wings of the Malaika. And their amount. And how many wings do they have generally? Would you know? Six hundred? Mafna or Falafa? Ruba. No? Sah. Essentially, the number is based upon ayah. Alhamdulillah, Fatir Samawati will Arjail al Malaika, Ursulan. Ulil Ajanahi, Mafna or Falafa or Ruba. Yazid of Hulki Maya Shah. In Allah, Allah Kulishay in Kudir. Allah Ta'ala mentions, who praise it due to Allah. The originating the creator of the heavens and the earth, who has made the angels as has placed the angels as messengers with wings made up of two, three, or four. And <coughs> he gives provisions to the creation from whatever he wills. Indeed, Allah Ta'ala has or indeed Allah Ta'ala has Ability over everything. And so, <clears throat> this ayah indicates, as mentioned here in Kathir, Ibn Kathir mentions in the tafsir of this ayah that from the malaika are those that have two wings. <coughs> from them three, from them four, and from them more than that. From them more than that. The reason why we know there's more than that is due to the narration of Ibn Mas'ud. Where he mentioned Ra'a Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Jibreel. Walahu sittamiya janahim. And so Ibn Mas'ud he mentions that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he saw Jibreel. And he had 600 wings. So what we understand from this, and what, we could, what could be understood from this, is that the number can be more than that. I two, three, and four are mentioned, but then more than that, more than that number is mentioned as well. So all of this is comprehensive, what we must believe in relation to the Malaika. All of these things that we must believe these things in relation to the Malaika in general. In terms of their creation, in terms of the hikmah, 
why they're created. In terms of the manner in, w- the manner in which they appear, Allah Sa'ala knows best. Likewise as well, we have the mention of the Iman when it comes to the Anbiya. And Sheikh Hosan he mentions a difference between the Nabi and the Rasul. And he mentions Hafidullah, a fark between the Nabi and the Rasul. أن الرسول يبعث بشريعة منزلة عليه. And so the Rasul, he has been sent with a Sharia, with a legislation that has been revealed to him. بخلاف النبي فإنه يبعث بشريعة يعني منزلة من منزلة على من and as for the Nabi, then he has been sent with a Sharia that has been that has come before, and so they all they all receive they all receive a Sharia. The Nabi will receive will receive a Sharia. As for the Rasul, he will receive a Sharia as well. However, the difference between the two, as mentioned, is that the Rasul, he will receive a Sharia which has been sent directly to him. Not specifically for him. Whilst the Nabi, he may be sent with a Sharia that was implemented previously to him. He may be sent with a Sharia that was implemented previously to him. Likewise as well, some mentioned when... Uh, the discussion around the Nabi and the Rasul that the Nabi is Am while Rasul is Khas and the Nabi is general and the Rasul is specific and the Nabi is general in terms of his all of the prophets that received the revelation whilst the Rasul is the one that received specific Ya'ani Sharia, as long along with that revelation. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Inshallah, we'll stop here. And maybe and continue, inshallah, discussion around the Anbiya wa Rasul. And I see we carry, if we carry on to the discussion about the Jannah and the Nar. Wallah Alam, Barakallah Fikum, Jazakum Allah Khaira.